This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, everybody. Super excited that the holiday season is upon us. And I just wanted to remind you that I have a super special something that you can give to a super special someone. And that is my book, Joyful Courage, Calming the Drama and Taking Control of Your Parenting Journey was written for all parents. It was written for parents of young kids, for parents of teenagers, for moms, for dads, for any kind of caregiver. And I really want you to think about if there's someone in your life that you think could really benefit from reading it, from getting into the joyful courage mindset. You can find the print version of the book on Amazon by just searching joyful courage there, or you can get the audiobook through Audible. I'm so excited to have an audiobook. That's my book. It's super crazy and awesome. So I just wanted to remind you that if you're kind of stumped on what to get friends or family for Christmas or Hanukkah or any other holiday that you're celebrating in the coming weeks and months, consider the Joyful Courage book. All right. Yay. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and that you're coming back for more. If you're a new listener, welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope that you love the show. Today is a solo show. It's just me talking to you all about what I think. (laughs) And you know that I have a lot to say and a lot to share. And I'm just really grateful to have this space to bring authenticity and vulnerability to the parenting journey. We are all in this together, my friends. And my goal with the podcast is really to create a community that can embrace that and appreciate that. And for all of us to remember that parenting is one long personal growth and development workshop. So let's take advantage of the opportunities to grow on this path. Let's take advantage and bring some lightness to what we find ourselves learning on this journey because the learning is never ending and you are never alone. I'm right there with you, holding your hand, walking the path alongside you. I'm really glad that you're here and I hope that you love the show. Hey friends. Hi. I am back with a solo show for you. It's just you and me this week. 
it's just you and me this week. But how great was my conversation with Tanya last week? I got a lot of feedback from all of you. You really appreciated everything that she shared and the things that we talked about. And it always makes me so happy to know that the podcast makes a difference in your life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And one thing that you can do to give back, because I know based on your feedback that a lot of you are getting a lot of value from the podcast. One thing you can do to give back is to become a patron. And patrons are simply people who donate a little bit of money every month towards the podcast. And this is useful to me because putting out the podcast every week while it's free for you, it costs money for me. I have a website host, Libsyn, where I put the podcast each week and they are in charge of distributing it to Spotify and iTunes and iHeartRadio and all the places. I have a producer who gets my show files every week and puts them together and makes them really nice to listen to and adds the music. I pay him to do that. And I have a show notes writer, someone who listens to the finished product and types up notes for me so that when you are listening to the podcast and you're curious about what are the basic points and what are some of the resources that myself or my guests are sharing, you can look at the show notes and my good friend, Allison Tedford has put them all together for you. And we actually barter coaching for show notes. So it's not free for me to put this out there and I'm not making any money off of it. Um, However, what you will hear in 2020 is I am going to be um, reaching out to some sponsors, reaching out to some companies who have products that are inspiring to me, Um, and that I think will fit in the larger community's lifestyle choices. So I, you will be hearing, um, some sponsorship spots. Um, we're not going to call them commercials because they're not commercials, but they will always be products that I use that I find value in and that I truly believe are something that you want to perhaps check out. So that's something to look forward to in 2020. But until then, if you want to support the podcast, if you'd like to be someone who supports in the cost of creating the podcast, you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash joyful courage. And you'll see that there's three tiers a $1, a $5, and a $10 tier. And you get to decide the level of support that you would like to give. And there's different perks for each level. Again, I'm super excited about this weekend because it's a working weekend and I'm working with my assistant project manager around how to really beef up the Patreon community. So that's going to be in the works, looking to really um, create some givebacks for the patrons. Um in 2020. So think about that. Think about if you'd like to um, support a monthly with a small monthly payment, support the podcast that you are finding so much value in. I hope that you're a yes. And thank you so much to those of you that already have said yes to Patreon. I really, really, really appreciate it. So uh, yeah, today, today's topic. I, um, a couple things. So one is I want to give you kind of an update on therapy. <laughs> um, and I want, I'm noticing something that's showing up 
in a lot of the conversations that I'm having with parents, with clients. I did a a group coaching call with a couple of moms that went through the Joyful Courage Academy for parenting teenagers. They chose into a six-month group coaching program with me. So we meet monthly. And um, yeah, and something came up that I'm just really interested in sharing with all of you. But first, I'm going to talk a little bit about therapy because a lot of you have reached out to me and shared that my sharing has prompted you to find support in your community. You're looking to find a therapist in your community. Um, some of you have never had a therapist before. It's it's something new and you were you had some questions for me. Um, others of you were curious about what I spoke about about a month ago, the somatic therapy. I'm just so grateful that you listened and that I sparked that curiosity, that you connected some dots for yourself around, huh, this sounds interesting. And I think maybe this would be supportive of of my experience, and I'm going to reach out to Casey and get more information. So yay. I told you how I shopped around, right? I had, I made some meet and greet appointments with a few therapists in town, and I chose one that I thought was the right fit. And prior to that, I had been working with an energy worker who I loved down in the town that we used to live in. And she really encouraged me to uh, look into therapy. And she was the one that said, you know, you might want to look at, you know, find a somatic therapist who can work with your body. And so that's where that came from. And that's what I looked for. And again, I found a gal that I thought was a good fit. And I did a few sessions with her and I really liked her. And it was a, you know, there were some powerful moments. But after a few sessions, I started to feel a little unsatisfied with the experience. It felt a little bit slow and the spaciousness of somatic therapy for me at that time kind of started to feel a little bit directionless. Now, this could absolutely say something about me. and I think that it does me and who I am right here right now and what my needs are. And, you know, you've heard me speak before about my need to get things moving and fix problems and this is too slow. And so there was definitely some of my stuff that was showing up, but I just, there was just something there that felt like, you know what, this isn't, this isn't what I need right now. And so I have another really amazing friend here in the community. And she had been telling me about the guy that she goes to see that she just adores. And funny thing, I really thought I wanted to work with a woman. It was kind of a big deal for me. Like, you know, I just really was like, okay, where's my gal? But I made an appointment to see a new person, a man, and I love this guy. And he isn't necessarily solving my problems and going in to fix it and and like taking the bull by the horns, but the masculine energy that is there is what I'm noticing is supporting the work for me. It feels really balanced, right? There does seem to be spaciousness, but there's also directionality. So that masculine feminine is really, really useful. And I think that's why I didn't want to see a man because when I think about masculine energy, you know, it's that kind of mansplaining, um, this is what you should do, um, 
talking down. I just, you know, I didn't want to get myself in a position where that was the energy all the time. But what I found was the other experience that I had was so feminine, right? It was this really spaciousness and there was no beginning or end. And it was almost felt like, it felt like the extreme, right? And recognizing really what I need is both. I need both. I need the masculine and the feminine energy to come together so that I feel supported, right? There's scaffolding around me, but also room to move. Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes, perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories, Math, with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. And so I just thought it was really important to come in and say like, hey, I talked about this. And, you know, I think when we're looking for people to help us with our mental health, we need permission or we don't need permission, but it feels really good to have permission to say like, oh, this isn't working out for me. I'm going to see what it feels like with someone else. And, um, and so, yeah, so I wanted to 
um, say that you all have permission to change up your mental health team if something feels off and you can be unapologetic about it. (laughs) And um, today, and this is all tied into what I want to talk about today because it's something that's come up for me in my therapy with my new therapist and with some of my clients. Like I mentioned um, just the other night, I had a coaching call with a group of moms of teenagers and um, one of the moms shared some things that really prompted me to to think about bringing this conversation to the podcast. And I have a feeling that you're all going to relate to this in one way or another as well. So let me set this up and you can decide if it sounds familiar, right? Imagine that you're looking ahead to the weekend, right? And you know, because you know the schedule, you know that everyone is going to be home on Sunday. Like nobody has any plans on the calendar on Sunday. And you'd really like to have a family day. You want time together, doing something together. Maybe you'll all decide to go to a movie or do a project together, but you know that time together is something you all need. And Sunday is perfect because there's nothing on the calendar. Sunday rolls around and perhaps your partner gets busy with a home improvement project that looks like it's going to last all day. And then one of your kids is is telling you they want to go out with their friends and gets irritated when you're saying, no, we're going to have family time. And then maybe the other child is looking to have a little alone time rather than together time. They just want to spend time in their room doing their thing. Literally no one is on board with a family day. Anybody sound familiar? I mean, come on. (laughs) I'm guessing it does. And maybe in response to this, maybe you use language like, oh, you know, I was kind of hoping we could do something with the kids today. Or, you know, it's really important to me that we spend time together as a family. Or I really wish you wanted to hang out with us. Right? We use these kinds of statements like, hey, you know, here's where I'm at. And I kind of wanted this. And then our people, our family members, carry on with home improvement, making plans with friends, or retreating into their bedroom, right? What happens to us, right, in this moment? What happens to us? Well, what happens to me, and I know I'm not alone. This might not be something that gets under your skin, but I'm guessing that there's a majority of you that are relating. What happens to me is I start to feel really angry and resentful. I feel slighted. I feel disrespected, I feel dismissed, and then I continue to interact with my family from that place, that place of disrespected, dismissed, the energy of the whole house shifts, and everyone is now super motivated to be busy with their own thing away from mom who has now moved into super bitch blamer mode. Now, from the outside looking in, this is ridiculous, right? Like from the outside looking in, you can see, mom, you are acting crazy, right? In this scenario, like why would anyone act like that? Okay, let's take a look at the facts, right? Did I ever explicitly say to my family, hey, let's spend Sunday afternoon together and make it a plan? No. Were my family rejecting me when they carried on with what they needed and planned for that day, having not had any idea that there was this other plan going on? No. Did I actually fuel disconnection in my response to them? Yeah. Right. 
get it together, Casey, right? But in the moment, again, it's easy to be on the other side looking back or the outside looking in, but in the moment, in the moment, it feels like rejection, doesn't it? It feels like no one cares. There's thoughts of failure that show up, comparing ourselves to all the other families that for sure are just joyfully doing something wonderful with their families. What is wrong with us, right? I have to laugh because um, I posted last week on my Instagram about going out and getting a Christmas tree with the family, right? Like we had a plan that we were gonna go out and cut a tree down at a tree lot, bring it back, decorate it, you know, that kind of scenario where in your mind, it's like, oh, we're going to go do this thing and maybe they'll have hot chocolate and it'll be so great. Just like when the kids were little, we haven't done this in a long time. And then we'll come home and we'll put the tree up and, and, you know, there's like Christmas music playing and it smells really good in the house. Yeah. Is that how it rolls out? No, no, it is not. It's actually super annoying, super fun and hilarious into really annoying back to fun and hilarious, back to annoying, right? Like there's this pendulum swing moment by moment. And I was just laughing because another friend of mine posted on her Instagram about the kids, you know, putting the tree up and she did some funny hashtag around they fought the whole day, you know, and I just was like, yes, thank you. You know, we put these pictures up, like, look at this happy family in the tree lot. And I'm looking at my face in the picture thinking like, I wanted to kill everybody in that moment. (laughs) So yeah, check on that comparisonitis. And, you know, when we're in the moment, right, when we're in this moment where our expectations weren't acknowledged and or met, and um, and we're in the moment. It, it for me, there's this physical experience too, and and I've talked extensively about this in my book, Joyful Courage, calming the drama and taking control of your parenting journey. If you don't have that book, go to my website and get it or Amazon. But all of this comes with this physical experience, which is tightness in my chest and belly, a clenched jaw, a furrowed brow like an overall experience of tension in my body. And that physical sensation typically leads me into a mindset of poor me, gosh darn it, I'm hurt, they need to know it, right? And it's funny too, when I'm feeling this way, I get really uptight, (laughs) shocker. I get really uptight and and all of a sudden I'm like super critical, right? If the kids are on their screens or their rooms are a mess, all of a sudden I can see a million things that bother me and I'm throwing it all at them, right? We talk so much about when our kids are having meltdowns, you know, about a cookie or about the phone and, and we say, oh, it's not about the cookie or it's not about the phone. Like we do the same thing. We do the same thing. You know, we have our experience and can feel the tension in our body. And all of a sudden we're nitpicky and critical around all sorts of other things. And that's not even really what it's about. So just acknowledging that it isn't about the screens or the rooms. It's about the hurt I'm experiencing that I actually set myself up for, right? And it can really sneak up on us, right? When you expect one response and get something else. I mean, the experience, the example I shared was about like having a whole day together, not being explicit about it, and then 
having no one want to spend the day together. But sometimes it can simply be, hey, good morning, and and getting that look of death from your teenager. And because we're not expecting it, we can often, you know, have, gets, you know, slide into this place of like, oh, how could you treat me like this? Like, it's not about us, right? And this is something I'm working on with my therapist because when my expectations are challenged, I definitely go into a fight or flight, typically fight mode. And my thinking gets rigid and I just kind of grasp for control. Yeah, it's a control thing for me, I think. And I'm sure this can be traced back to my the interpretations that I created around stability or instability growing up, right? So we're working it out in therapy. But if you're listening right now, like what can we do right now? Well, if you've read my book, you know that I highlight that experience of awareness, right? I know I'm pissed and I should calm down. Sometimes is coupled with that justification thought of, but God damn it, they need to know how mad I am, <laughs> right? Raise your hand if you know the struggle. It's like the emotional experience has these tentacles, these energetic tentacles, and it's holding us captive because if we move through it, we move through our anger and our resentment in a positive way and then show up from a place of connection and love. Like, what does that mean? It's funny, isn't it? There's this idea, rational or irrational, there's this idea that if others don't feel our pain, they're somehow getting away with something. When the reality is what we're being triggered by is an internal experience that we're having and then responding to others from that place of pain and all they really are in the end is confused or perhaps scared, right? So if we think about if they don't feel our pain, they're somehow getting away with something. But in the end, because of where our pain is coming from and not necessarily having that much to do with our kids and our family, but more of this like kind of intrinsic internal experience, what we're actually doing is creating confusion or maybe fear, probably both. So how do we choose to do something different when this resentment, this unmet expectation and all the feelings and the experiences that come with it shows up? So the first thing is, you know, we need to create space. And I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of you that hear that phrase and it's like, okay, it's, it's kind of one of those uh, phrases that coaches and, and, and woo-woos like to use, like we need to create space. But what does that really mean? I recently saw this meme on social media and I thought it was so powerful that I posted it on my profile. And it's two pictures of the same person. And in the first picture, the person has a thought bubble that says, I am unworthy. And in the second picture, the same person, there's three nesting thought bubbles. And in the biggest thought bubble, it says, I'm noticing. And the second one, it says that I'm having the thought. And the smallest one says that I am unworthy. And do you hear the difference there? Listen again. I am unworthy versus I'm noticing that I'm having the thought that I am unworthy. Now let's put this in the context of what I've been talking about. So the first kind of gut reaction is I am being rejected or I am being dismissed or I am being ignored. <laughs> 
I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness, and I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Creating space means instead of that experience we can create some distance. I am noticing that I am having the thought that I'm being rejected, dismissed, ignored. And once we can start to play with that, and it might start with nobody cares. <laughs> we might go, I mean, actually we will go there because we're always going to go to the, the easiest place. And the easiest place is what we're already doing and experiencing. So if we already have that pattern of like, Ugh, nobody cares, <laughs> which is totally mine. Nobody cares. I can hear that and remember like, okay, let me try this differently. I'm noticing that I'm having the thought that nobody cares. And maybe I say that more than once, right? Because it could be, I'm going to say that. And then I'm like, man, I still feel the same way. So maybe I can use it as a kind of a mantra and get some repetition and see if I can't move through that. The next thing to do is to really ask ourselves, right? So I'm noticing that I'm having the thought that nobody cares. Is it true? I love this question, Byron Katie. I know I've mentioned her on here before. Look her up, Google her. She has really important um, work that is powerful. Byron, B-Y, Byron, B-Y-R-O-N, Katie, K-A-T-I-E. So we ask us, ask ourselves the question, is it true? Am I being, does nobody care? Or am I being rejected, dismissed, ignored? Am I unworthy, right? Is it true? And the answer is either yes or no. If the answer is yes, I am being ignored. I am being dismissed. And, and, And we ask the question, is it true? And we really sit with the question, right? Because it's like, I'm being rejected. Is that true? Yes, it's true right? Like we can sit, we can really move and maintain that place of justification, or we can recognize like, is it true? Well, 
I didn't really let everybody know about my idea for what we were going to do today. And I'm not being rejected. The kids, you know, might not want to be on my plan, right? But I'm not being rejected. Um, Or maybe like, yeah, I am feeling rejected. If the answer is yes, have a meaningful conversation with the people that you feel are involved. And I don't know if you listened or remember back in episode 174, I had such a great conversation with Oren J. Sofer about being more my a more mindful communicator and I really encourage you all I'm going to go back and listen to it I think we all should revisit that episode because he was just like super zen and really helpful in that conversation so we get to have meaningful conversations with people who we feel were involved with you know the problem that we're having and if the answer is no this isn't true take care of yourself feel your feelings Give yourself a chance to process them, journal it out, talk to a friend, talk to your therapist, be with your experience and move through it rather than avoid it or distract yourself from feeling it, right? Does that make sense? And, you know, in the context of making plans and having expectations, what can we do to be proactive? Well, if you want something Be explicit about it, not vague. You can't expect your children to tease apart your generalizations to hear what you're really trying to say. Kids don't know how to read between the lines, right? Let me say that again. If you want something, be explicit about it, not vague. You can't expect for your children to tease apart your generalizations to hear what you're really trying to say. This sounds like, hey, Sunday afternoon, we're all gonna be home and I would like us to do something together from one to five, so please don't make any plans, right? Super clear, expectations are there, Time frame is there, it's happening. As the holidays get closer, know that you're gonna be making a lot of plans and expectations in your head. right? Like that's just what we do. So take this holiday season as an opportunity to really speak into the experience that you would like to have. Be explicit, encourage and invite your family into the planning so that they know what to expect and what you expect. But even inside of this, make sure you're finding flexibility too because you are sharing the experience with others. It's not just about the experience that you wanna have. It's also about getting curious about the experience they wanna have, right? So that you're all on the same page. Even inside of that, I say we're all on the same page and things go sideways all the time and it's that's not create an experience where we think everything's gonna be perfect because it won't. But we're gonna up the likelihood that we're going to have a good time together if we can be really explicit about what it is that we want and what it is that we expect and to listen and hear from others the same thing, right? Helpful? I hope so. I love this topic and uh, know, please know that I'm actively practicing all of this, all of what I shared with you today, all the time, and I'm practicing it imperfectly, (laughs) (laughs) We're all in this together, friends. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you with a special guest next week. Bye.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad that you find value in the podcast. If you are so inclined, I would really, really love it if you would head on over to Apple Podcasts slash iTunes and leave a review. If you love the show, if you find yourself listening every week, excited to hear a new show from Joyful Courage, and you haven't been over to leave a review, please, 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 will you go do that? It's super easy. Give me five stars, give the show five stars, and then tell the world what it is that you love. Why do you listen every week? The really great thing about this is when you leave a review, it makes it more likely that my show will show up for people who are looking for parenting podcasts. So it's really a give back kind of situation (laughs) and I'd really appreciate it. If you're looking for more conversation and community with Joyful Courage, you can find our Facebook groups. There is Live and Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group for parents of kids zero to 12. And then I have a special group, Joyful Courage for parents of teens that are for parents of teenagers. Because unless you have a teenager, well, let's just say it's really nice to talk with other people who have teenagers. It's a little discouraging when people are giving advice and they don't have teenagers yet. So I made us a special place, a special space for those of us who are parenting teens. So head over to Facebook, Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens, or Live in Love with Joyful Courage. Join the conversation, join the community. You can also find a Facebook business page, Joyful Courage, or find me on Instagram at joyful underscore courage. Thank you so much for listening. Shout out to Chris Mann, my producer. And so appreciating you, Chris, and all that you do for the show. Loving all of you fans and friends in the Joyful Courage community. I'll see you next week. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.